Hello, I'm Laura Furiosi, divorced mother of three, and I'm here with my mother, Lynette Galvin, with 35 years' experience in family law. You're listening to the Divorce Course Podcast. Through our candid discussions, we hope to help you through your divorce or de facto separation. We will be answering the most commonly asked questions and covering the stages and steps that you will face on your way to freedom. Hello and welcome to the Divorce Course Podcast. Welcome back, Mum. <laughs> Hello, Laura. Hello, everyone. Now, today is a really nitty-gritty get-in-there-and-dig-it-up-dirt information <laughs> one where Mum is going to share with us how to find out the stuff you don't know. So if you haven't had your property settlement yet or if you are working out your child support, this can help as well. Yep. And this is really going to help you with finding out the stuff that you wish you knew but you don't. So it's the super, the house, the car, properties, bank accounts, special stuff, pay slips, company information. Mm. And mum's going to talk us through how to do it ourselves. Yes, it's a very empowering lesson, I think. <laughs> so so just to be clear, you don't need a lawyer to do this stuff? No, no, you don't need a lawyer to do this stuff. You're just talking yourself out of a job there, I'm, mum. I'm happy. <laughs> I'll retire. <laughs> All right, so let's get started, Mum. So when would someone find themselves in a situation where they need to find this stuff out? Um, Sometimes uh, they've been busy in the marriage Mm -hmm. and just haven't, or in the relationship and just haven't um, known what was going on with their finances. Sometimes Mm -hmm. parties operate their finances quite separately uh, for a long time and, and you've never had any reason to know what money there is in your ex's account. Um, sometimes the the ex-partner may have been quite sneaky about their accounts and things. So, mm. um, and you really, as you know, um, Laura, the first step to working out property settlement is to work out what the property pool is. And if mm. you don't know what it is, what it's worth, we've got to get it all down to a dollar figure. It can be quite crippling and you can't really get started. You don't know what's fair, what's not. So, so we yeah. we did uh, how to roughly calculate your property pool, like a little skim over in the yeah. webinar we did recently. Yes, and we talk about it in depth in yes. the, in the course, the DIY divorce blueprint. Um, but we're going to help you guys out, and we'll put a link below for the webinar. That so you can click on that if you want to learn how to calculate your property pool. Mum gives you a brief outline of what you need to and what you need to do. And if you would like the worksheets from the webinar, you can shoot us an email at the divorce course podcast at gmail.com and I will happily send you a worksheet. Oh, aren't you nice, Laura? <laughs> yeah. So let's get started. Mm. Um, sounds boring and it's it just constantly is irrelevant to me, but I guess when I get older it will matter a lot and that is super. Oh, yes. So, yes. so how do we find out information about super? Okay, well, generally you'll know roughly what super fund they're in. Um, Mm -hmm. It might be that they work for the government, so it's one of the public service super funds, or you might have seen a, a... an envelope comes through or they might have mentioned it somewhere. Um, so if you know who the super fund is, that's all you need to know. You need to know your ex's full name and date of birth and then mm-hmm. you can apply. It's a Form 6, um, I think. It's still called a Form 6 superannuation information form and you can send that off to his super fund or her super fund and they will send you um, uh, details about what superannuation that person's got. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Can anyone do that or do you have no. to be their ex? You have to say that you have to be able to declare and swear that you are 
using it for the purposes of having a superannuation split or a property settlement and and that you were a spouse um, or are a spouse or a former spouse. Okay, so you can't just willy-nilly go checking everybody's super. Oh, gosh, it no. Has to be, no, no, yeah. that's right. You okay. have to do it right. You have to be okay, only allowed to do it if you're a spouse or an ex-spouse. Okay, okay. Good. and so that finding out that superannuation is um, very important because then that's, as we know, that that sort of property it has to be mm. added up as property. And with your super, of course, if it's your own super, just go online. If you haven't looked at your super for a zillion years, go online. Do the do the um, the I suppose the the um, click of shame that says I've forgotten my password. If you yeah. can't even remember your <laughs> username, ring them up. You might ring them up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> With with the super, where where is it? Just the same form, or is it for each for each super fund has a different form? No, it's the same form. So years ago, I think it was in about two thousand. Um, That's the, not years ago. It's twenty one years. It is twenty one years. Oh my god! Me. I feel old. Uh, okay. Yes. See, before before then, we couldn't divide super because the court. Family court only has power to make orders about the parties to a marriage mm. and they didn't have powers to bind a super fund. So the superannuation guys um, and gals came together and said, oh, look, we'll um, we'll agree to super splitting. We can, we can make an extra account for this person if we have to and we can give information. But they had a lot of input onto the form that mm. you had to use and the whole of the super superannuation industry agreed on this form. So it's the same form. You'll get different things back from different funds, but it does have the same information, just in a different format. And where do they find this form? Uh, On the uh, Federal Circuit Court and Family Court of Australia website um, and go into forms and you can fill in. Or you could find it on the DIY Divorce Blueprint Mm -hmm. (laughs) because we literally do a whole lesson where we talk you through how to fill it in. in. Yes. Yes. Okay, so that's that's the super. Yep. So that fill it in, send it off. Yep. And hopefully check come yours back and that you can fill info. that in into your into your um, spreadsheet or your table of assets. Do you need to pay any money for that? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Okay. Uh, depends who they are. So they'll let so you know. So that might be a hundred. free might be nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Just depends. Yeah. All right. So the next one we've got then is the house. So you might have one house, you might have five houses, lucky you, or, you know, you're not sure if they have a house or what, what, what is this to to find out what the value is? So first thing you can do a search, a property search online to find out if they own any real estate. Okay. Okay. How do you do that? You go into CITEC, uh, C-I-T-E-C, that's in um, Queensland at least, Mm -hmm. Um, and there'll be a similar one. But in CITEC in Queensland, CITEC Confirm, um, you can search New South Wales, South Australia, Victoria, Western Australia. You can search everyone. Um, Okay. So you can put their name into the box and find out if they own any properties other than perhaps the one you know about or the one they own with you. Um, Can I just ask a question there? (laughs) Can you do that with anyone? Yes. What? So you could literally just type in anyone's name and find out what properties they own. Mm. I don't like that. But, okay, so so you go to the SciTech website, you type in their name, so your ex's name, and their date of birth. Is that what you need? Uh, what do we t- no for the house? Just their name and see if they own any property in that state. Just okay, their what full if their name's name. The same as somebody else's. Oh, name? there'll be that. It's not uncommon for there to be fifteen ones come up, and right. you'll have to have a rough idea. 
of right. which one it is. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. So you type in their name. It'll bring up what properties they currently have, and you yep. might go, "Oh, I didn't know they had that." Yes. Or, ah. um, "Oh, they don't have any properties. I thought they did." You know, ah. uh, they might have transferred it to their mother while you weren't looking or something. Right. Can, how do so, you, oh, and I guess you could find that out by typing in them. Can you search the property? You can. You can put in the address and find out who right. owns it. So the reason, Laura, is not for stalking purposes. The reason they have it <laughs> yeah. public is that mm. um, for town planning, uh, if they need to build a road to an area, they need to know who the owner of the property is that they need to, to, to negotiate with. Do you know? Yeah. So... The land belongs to the Crown. Every bit of land in Australia actually belongs to the Queen and we all own it underneath her. And some of us mm. own it outright and some of us own it only by a 99-year lease, like if you're in Canberra. Wow. Yeah. So, anyway, having diverted there, so now you know your house, right, you've got the houses you need to value. So there's three ways you can do it. You can go on one of the online things like realestate.com or on the house or domain, click into the sold properties and just see what similar houses are selling for. Mm -hmm. Uh, They also have an online valuation process, which is a bit, I think, a bit dodgy, uh, where you fill in the details, pay them a small amount of money, and they print out a kind of a a dodgy valuation. I say dodgy because it's not really acceptable in the courts. It's pretty much... It's like a lead generator to just send you lots of emails uh, it later. It is. So, <laughs> but in the early stages, um, you wouldn't pay a – you can get a formal valuation, right? $700, usually $800. But that's mm. not going to be worth much by the time you get to trial if you're at no. the beginning of your journey. You should be able to look at the house sales around you, find out what it's roughly worth. You might be able to get – if you think you might ultimately sell the house, have three real estate agents go and have a look at the house. If you're in it, they can go through the house and give you a valuation or an estimate. Mm. Um, or um, if you're accessing the house and you can't get in, <laughs> ask them to do a drive-by viewing yep. of the property and then they can look at, say, when the ha- real estate photos from when you guys bought it and give yep. you a rough estimate. So there's okay. sort of most people have a rough idea. This is how it goes. I say, what do you think your house is worth? And they'll say, people say, oh, look, there was one down the street, not as nice as ours because um, it didn't have a pool or it didn't have a front veranda and it sold for X amount. So I guess ours is worth about that amount, do you know? So mm. you you know roughly what it is. Right, yeah. And so do a little bit of sleuthing. Mm-hmm. There's always someone in your group that's a property expert who's watching the property prices. <laughs> Go and talk to them, yeah. ask their opinion. Or Google, like as a Google one of them and put in sold. What's been yeah. selling lately? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. that's what a real valuer does anyway. Valuations are conducted by looking at, at sales in the area and weighing them up and seeing where you fit in that ranking, you know. Mm. Wait, wait, just a question with that, when the court's looking at the value of things, mm. if you get a bank to value your property, mm. I heard that their banks will value it lower. There's, but if you get a mm. real estate agent to value your property, it's higher. So which mm. what does the court look at the there? Court, court's not particularly fond we all know the banks are conservative and mm-hmm. and often their valuation will be no more than the amount that uh, that you know you're trying to borrow plus 20 percent or something like that um, real estate agents might be trying to get your business and they might be tempted to be too optimistic for that reason when you actually get to trial the court really wants a registered valuer okay. to do it and and usually if you're going to court 
uh, each you'll have a, a shared valuer. You'll have a joint expert valuer. You both agree on this person and whatever he or she says it's worth, that's what it's worth. Okay. All right. Okay, then. Well, that's houses. Mm-hmm. That's property. So you can do a little SciTech search, find out what properties they've got in their mm-hmm. name, then do a little search, find out what the properties would roughly be worth. Yep. What about companies, businesses? Yep. Because can, they end up being in the divorce property pool too, don't they? They do. They do. And there's some companies that are worth a lot of money. Um, Australians have more businesses, small businesses, than almost anywhere else in the world. And mm. we're all quite quick to start up a company if we're going to do something. But some mm. of those companies don't have much value. Mm. So um, you, I, first port of call in Australia is ABN Lookup. That's A okay. for Australian, B for business, and for number, lookup. Type in your ex's name uh, and see, and then um, you can limit it to the state that you want it to be in by refining the search, and then mm. you, their businesses should come up. If they're in okay. any businesses or companies, um, that's a good starting point. Um, and then uh, if you want to dig any deeper, you can further, you can go into SciTech and do a company search um, and put that number in and find out uh, who the directors are, who are the shareholders. And um, increasingly, you'll discover um, in if you've got a manipulative and controlling person on the other side, or sometimes just a high conflict person, that you're suddenly no longer a director or someone's done something with your shares, or uh, you've still got uh, 25 shares and you and your ex had 25 shares each, but suddenly uh, he's organised for some more shares to issue and now he's got 225 shares and you've got 25 right. shares. So, right. yes, so companies are so, interesting, but sometimes they don't have any worth. Sometimes they're just a job for a person and, yeah. you know, it, all the value is just in the furniture if there's any. But I guess it's good to see. Can you find out if they're a shareholder of something? Yep, you can do a search, a personal name search in that yep. SciTech and that will... Um, tell you all of their roles you can pay for historical searches that's about 65 dollars, i think and it'll okay. show you all the companies they used to be and i do those searches with every client just to be clear when we start yeah. out yeah yeah just to make sure there's nothing <laughs> seriously well, have you ever found anyone's where you've done the search and it turns out they own other properties oh, and all the time that's why i businesses. still do it but i yeah. do have an awful story that um Someone told us in um, a law conference in Townsville uh, that they, the parties had gone to court, had uh, one day of their trial, then they settled the doc- settled between themselves in property and they went back to their chambers and the barrister said to the secretary, can you please type up these orders, get the lot and uh, re- registered plan description for me and mm. put this in? And she came into the office an hour later and said to him, so which property did she tra- is she getting? And he says, there is only one property. She goes, no, there's two. Look. Uh-oh. So there's a cautionary tale. Um, yes. You know, people don't always tell you everything. So, okay. Uh, and this theme is kind of empowering you, so we're not waiting for anyone to tell us stuff. We're finding out. Yeah. You know, no, and double-checking. No and double-checking and just satisfying yourself that it's okay. 
Okay, so that's businesses, and mm. obviously you, a business valuation. We've done a whole episode on businesses yes. and and how to do the valuation and what it means and how it affects things. Yep. So you can listen to that episode, and I'll put that in the mm. show notes. I guess the next one then is cars because that's another well, big asset: cars, motorbikes, boats, caravans, trailers, that's trailers, true. anything that brooms. <laughs> yes, trains. It <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing the stuff people have. Uh, yeah. Quad bikes. Um, a, a, your best bet there, honestly, is to do a red book, quick red book valuation on okay. each of those things. You might come uh, find it tricky if, uh, like me, you're vaguely aware of the model of the car, but you do remember it was red and had four doors. That's um, not helpful. <laughs> no, it's going to be tricky. So then yeah. what I set my clients to do is to look through car sales Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, go through carsales.com and look at the sort of cars, find the one that's like your car yeah. and then put the, you know, find out what they're selling for if you don't mm. want to do a red book. Uh, the courts accept red book values now, so we don't need to send valuers out for cars. Well, that's good. Yes. So How much does a red book valuation cost? Or you literally just look up the same car? It, it's very little. Uh, it's it's I can't remember exactly, but it, like I think it's under twenty dollars. Okay. So and they you get a little certificate, and you know um, we can put a link down below if you like. Brilliant. So, okay. yeah. so then you can. The other way of doing it again is to have a look on carsales.com, um, look in the caravan sales, find out what a two thousand and. 14 golf caravan you know like yours is worth you know what are they selling for so um what about finding out if they have any other vehicles how do you find that out or you can't that is hard um there's a it's easy to find if they have properties but you can't find out if they have a car well town planners don't need to know about your cars okay (laughs) so there's a couple of ways of doing it there's another search lawyers do um and i think a client can do them themselves Mm. Uh, again that's within the scitech framework that we use scitech okay Um, and that is a a personal property security search i think it's called and Mm. you can find out if they've got loans on any cars or anything like that um, you can do a registration search, uh, but I don't do them uh, because you really have to absolutely promise them that it's not for anything like Stalky. stalking or illegal or whatever. And I, for one, am very happy that they uh, don't let just anybody do a, a, yes. a search like that. So, no, number plate searches, no. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, other right. way, other times, I mean, and this isn't stalking, but, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, they could be taking photos of themselves down on their new boat um, on Facebook or the kids might tell you, mm. you know, daddy's mm. got a sports car yeah. and it looks like that, but, you know, don't ask the kids, but, you know. Yeah, okay. All right. So then I guess we go on to bank accounts. Mm. That's I mean, really that's hard. A, I was about to say that is hard because you could have a bank account anywhere, like in every, there's like a, I don't know, there's got to be at least 15 banks in Australia. Well, there are. And also you can have money in your TAB account, your, your gambling account. Mm. Um, you can have money offshore in a gambling account. Crypto, pop, no, crypto wallets. Yeah. yeah. So, so for those things, you just have to rely on the fact that uh, in any consent order, in mm. the application, they're going to swear that they've revealed all of their property. Mm-hmm. Um, you may have your doubts, but if you can't prove it, you can't prove it. Uh, but if you're in court, 
Uh, so you've started court proceedings. Uh, the quick way is to issue a subpoena to the banks. You can't just issue it to every bank, Mm. Um, but if you issue it to a bank you know they use, they'll normally disclose one. Okay. Uh, then when you go through, you will you might notice another account uh, where that money's coming in or transferring, yeah. yep. and so then you can search for that account, mm-hmm. uh, subpoena that. So it's a bit of a rabbit hole subpoenas uh, because, first of all, your ex is supposed to reveal all of this stuff. So that's um, called disclosure, right? Yes, yes. And so, I used to call it discovery. I still it used to be called discovery, and that's what we're doing when we find out for ourselves. Yeah. Disclosure is when they give it to you, but disclosure is too passive for me. Um, yeah. And it takes too long. Yeah. Because so you're but, waiting for them. Well, you you're stuck until they reveal. How can I? How can I settle if I don't know what he's got? And yeah. there it stops. So yeah. this is how you can say. I don't need him to tell me. I'm going to find out. I'm going to discover it for myself. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's like a detective work again, I guess. It is, and, and it's you do it in a very business-like way. Yeah, you know, yeah. and just work. And the point of all of this is to work out that first step: what is the property? That's what right. What property have we got between us? If we take all the bills away, to add all that stuff up, take all the bills away. What are we worth? And what yeah. are we fighting over? So there is a subpoena document on the court portal Mm -hmm. and it is like pretty self-explanatory. It's like a page long. Read all your instructions. Don't make it too broad. Like don't ask for 15 years worth of stuff or or make it too, like it's quite technical a subpoena, but I think the registrar will look at them and, Mm. and, and won't issue the subpoena because it's really from the court. You're yeah. asking the court to issue this subpoena and they won't issue it if they think it's too broad. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so you email okay. it to a registrar and see what you can do. So but that just covers be specific. Your, yeah, so that covers your super, your house, your cars, your businesses, your bank accounts. I know we had a lady during one of our webinars who didn't even know what their ex was paid yes for yes. work and look to be fair I, I think people would have a rough idea of how much if you have a I don't know a plan or financial plan Budgets, but some people yeah. don't yeah. um how do you find out that can you find out that hmm. well you ask for pay slips mm-hmm. um if not you subpoena the company they work for but right. you write a letter to if they, if you're in court, you can issue a subpoena, I mean, but you write a letter to your ex saying, I need a pay slip, I need to know what you're getting. Mm. Um, and if you don't, then I'm, I'm going to have to issue a subpoena to your work. Mm. And I'm pretty sure you'll get your pay slips. Yeah, because that would be embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so once you've got all that information mm. And then you have a rough idea of what your property pool is. Hmm. Is there anything that, like, it, so if you can, if you can't find that stuff out, if some if you come across a roadblock, hmm. the other option is to what write to your ex and ask them to to please share, please explain, yes. please well, they, pass on information. In fact, I ask them anyway, even if I've been able to find it out myself, just to check how honest they're going to be. Oh, that's the proceedings. a good idea. Yes. So if I've found, for instance, that there's another company, um, I would, I might write and say, would your client please reveal, you know, any property he's got, any um, companies he's got shares in and just wait and see if they fess up. 
And if they don't don't, fess up, is that a good indication that probably they're hiding stuff? Well, it's a good indication I can't believe in anything they say. And then my clients would generally need to start proceedings because how can you even settle or negotiate if you don't know what's what's available? And I guess Mm. that's what it all comes down to. If Mm. you are going to do this, if you are uh, on your own, you, you don't have a lawyer and you want to find this information out, I guess, you know, follow that along um, and then then you've got a rough idea of what you're yep. negotiating on. And the payslip's not as important. Mm, uh, okay. The payslips aren't that important. Uh, you probably have a rough idea of mm. what they're earning or you can look up what their level is in the public service or you can so you can just, you know, imagine an amount for them. If yep. in doubt and you really can't find out, Put in an amount that's really a bit on the high side and pretty quickly they'll be sending you proof that it's not that high. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea too. <laughs> now, so this is kind of like we said, how, how to find out stuff you don't know hmm. for people who are going through property settlement but also for people who maybe are going through child support yep. disagreements Like, because there's so many messages on our socials where people have said, oh, he's got a caravan, he's got two houses, and he says he can't afford to pay child support, you know, all dear that kind oh of stuff. Yeah. Um, is that is this kind of strategy useful for them then? It is. All you the just stuff can't that you found. Yeah. No, you can't subpoena, but if you get all of this information and you can present it to uh, child support, Mm. Um, and ask for a, a review. I mean, okay. that whole thing is a subject of, I think, of another podcast mm. and we take you through it, I think, in the course, don't we, Yes, uh, the reviews. But, yes, but it's all useful information, not for stalking, uh, no. not for any reason other than a business-like way of finding out what you've got so yeah. that then you know what to divide. And, and yeah. there's no property that's just his, no. nor is there any that's really just yours. No. Um, there's no real term about marital property and not marriage property or de facto property, not de facto property. The court just deals with all of the property in mm. anyone's possession, power and control, and that's where they start. Then they mm. look at contributions, as you know. Well, I, that, there's a lot of people on so, socials who got very upset with the um, one we put up and some of them were saying that's, you know, what property they have is theirs. And yeah, and we've already talked about this, you know, just because maybe you didn't have the job and you were the one that stayed home and mm. looked after the kids does not mean you're not entitled to half of the property because you were there doing all that. So they could then go do enough Absolutely. money to, to get but, a house. So mm, the, the court wow, recognises. out there is insane. Yes. Uh, was that from mostly TikTok? The men? Was it <laughs> yes. The men? And it's the men. Yes. A TikTok and the men. You've got to love a hater. <laughs> <laughs> but, but look, I think in the end, um, if you, everything is fair and you go mm. and find that information out and give it your best shot. Now, when it comes to the divorced personality types, mum, we've got amicable. Do, yep. do people with an amicable divorced personality type need to do this? Oh, um, just ask. Yeah. You'll probably get given the documents you need. Yeah. And if you yeah. know, if you trust them, remembering yeah. to be careful they're not um, manipulative pretending. and controlling and <laughs> yeah. pretending to be amicable, but yes. you should be able to get that super information from them easily. Yeah. Um, if you, with the car, um, I'd still do the red book values and send them to them and say, do you agree with those? You know, yeah. what do you think? Yeah. Uh, bank accounts, you'll have to rely on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what else are we looking at? Um, and 
Yeah, I think that's about it, isn't it? And yeah. and companies, yeah. you'll get companies. an idea with companies. The court likes to value if there's, but some people can just agree that a company really doesn't have any value. It, yeah, it might be just the way that the. Uh, the money's channeled to you. Uh, if you look at the last three years of their profit and loss, there's no money in it. You know they haven't been really making much money out of it. Yeah, yeah. You might look, not. if it's amicable, they should yeah. be able to give you the login to look at the books. I love that. Yourself. That's yeah. the ultimate, ultimate, yeah. turning their pockets inside out so you yeah, can go, Here properly you go, check. You can yep. look at everything. I love All it. right, so that's amicable. What about mm. avoidant? Uh, is this helpful if you've got an avoidant? It's very ex? because they don't want to know. You so know. they don't want to know what their super yeah. is. So, so they're sure well, as they're not going to go and find yeah, out for you. And well, and, and they might know their super, but they don't want to know you're getting divorced. They're not interested. So yeah. um, I would get this information and then just send it to them and say, look, I think these are the asset pool. The super's worth this, yours, this is my super. The house is roughly this price and here's how mm. I found out. Mm. Uh, I think the car and the caravan are this uh, and I've got this in the bank, da-da-da, and just send it to them and say, look, mm. if you think any different, can you let me know? Because otherwise let's work on this yeah. for working yeah. out our property pool. Okay. So you give them you give them the information and if they do nothing, then it means they've accepted it. That's how you put it to them. That's true because I guess if they disagreed and it really upset them, they'd come back to yes. you. Yes. But yes. if it's like, eh, that's about yeah. it. <laughs> They're yeah. not going to yeah. say anything. Fair enough, though. Which go. is unlike the high, high conflict, conflict. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> who oh is going to lose their bananas mm-hmm. if they find out you've done any of this? Uh, yeah, but probably they'll want to get their own own um, oh, people so do it to too. look at the house. Super they can't do anything about. Um, mm. uh, the car, red book values always have a range. There's trade-in and private sale and then there's good condition, fair condition, poor condition. So your high-conflict person might say that your car is in pristine, mint condition and theirs is like trashed, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, you're not going to get a new gearbox. So, But that's you've started the dialogue there and you've got something in writing and generally you just pick a middle point. You know, yep. if they come in with a price that's two or three thousand lower for their car, you might say, "Look, let's drop my price by fifteen hundred, and we're we're set." But yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Cool. And then, lastly, the one that sucks the most, I would say, <laughs> is the manipulative and controlling. It do the people sucks your need energy. to do this? <laughs> yes, of course you do. Yes, of course you do. Yeah. And and, um, and that way, this would be one where I probably wouldn't send all of the information to them. Okay. I would just give them their figures yeah. and see what they come up with mm. and then I'd give the evidence that I had if, when they argue and see what they've got to say about that. Okay. Mm. And and because you said you, you like to test mm-hmm. and do that, to, w- w- do you suggest our listeners do that too or...? I think, yeah, I think so. It's handy to know. To you don't say, have to show all of your cards. So yeah. you go, look, um, I'm thinking... We need to get these sorted. Um, I reckon this is your super, you know, I've sent away and found out. Um, I think the house is worth this much. Um, you know, is there anything else that I've forgotten? Or, mm. you know, I've got the car, is there anything else? And wait and see if they come back and go, well, actually I started a company two days after I left you. Or, yeah. yeah. And when okay. they don't come back with it um, or they don't say anything about it, then I think, you know, you've got a fight on your hands and yeah. I don't think you're going to be able to negotiate it really very helpfully by yourself. You might need a lawyer to put some clarity into it. 
if you do go to court and you do mm. try and do it by yourself and, and you've found out they've got other properties mm. and they're not telling you about it, mm. is that when you point it out to the judge? Does that yeah. affect your case? You attach it to, yeah, you'd attach it to an affidavit and say, look, you know, this person swore an application, they swore an affidavit and a financial statement and never mentioned this property, Your Honour. And, you yes. and you've, got that, <laughs> you've got it attached to your affidavit. And I can tell you the court forms a very, very dim view of someone who tries to hide assets. Mm. And, you know, when I said any award of an amount to the wife, an amount to the husband or male, female, whatever, is in a range, could be yes. low and high, you can yeah. be pretty sure anyone who's been um, not disclosing, the judge is going to lean as far away from them um, to give them that, the lowest part of the scale, at the scale to punish them, and there's there's authority for that in the full court. The full court said this court, our court, the full court, the family court said the court should not be unduly um, worried or unduly reticent mm. um, in dealing with a person who has not provided full disclosure. Mm. Mm. And so they'll fair. yeah they'll just um, take a very dim view, and you'll probably get a little bit extra. Mm. I guess just make sure that if you are doing those side excerpts and it turns out it's not them, it's just someone with their name, just yes. make sure. Yeah. A little you, bit more hunting helps. And and with that, have you ever found someone's put a property in a different name, like of their course. partner's name oh, or their mother's yeah. name? Can that still be included in the property pool or it's because it's in their name that you can't? That's right. In, in Australia, if your name is not on the title deed, it's usually not your property. But okay. they can make a declaration in the family court under Section 87 mm-hmm. that something is actually the property of a person. So if, let's say, you split up on the, the Monday mm. and by Friday um, he's put the property in his mother's name, um, mm. there's been no money, past hands or whatever, um, there wasn't any debt owed to the mother, you can say to the court, can you make a declaration that that, that transaction was simply to defeat my claim and set it aside make it or make a declaration that that property is actually to be divided in the property pool Hmm. you know and they might not the court won't order it to be transferred out of the mother's name but they'll just say well you've had that bit to the to that person who did it and try to reimburse you with other property Wow. Okay, that's mm. nice. That's it's nice. nice. Yes. <laughs> that doesn't happen too often, though, does it? Uh, it does. It happens probably once or twice a year. I think I've come okay. across it. Okay. That's uh, usually by controlling and manipulative people <gasps> who think mm. they can scam the system. No wonder judges are grumpy sometimes if they're seeing these kind of people. <laughs> you said all the that time. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but if they're seeing this kind of behaviour from other humans, that would really make you feel like. Well, ugh. do you know if that person, if a person's hidden a property or transferred a property out? I mean, there's a famous case in Farmer and Bramley mm. where after separation, uh, the husband won um, the lottery, mm. uh, and it was. Uh, separate $5 million, mm. and he first said that it wasn't his ticket, it was his mother's ticket, and that, I think, really got up the judge's nose. Yeah. And after they established it actually was his ticket, yes. uh, then they were pretty generous giving the money to his ex-wife. Oh, um, wow. She got 750000 even though he'd won that money about 18 months after they'd split up. Yikes. And I wonder sometimes if the court would have done that. 
Yeah. If he hadn't been honest. them off so, yeah. so yeah. much at the start. <laughs> yes. And and just in saying that, I know we've touched on this before and we mm. definitely follow it through in our course, but uh, you always talk about, you know, the, the line in the sand where your property can no longer be gone after by your ex is yes. a year after. It's a year after the divorce or yep. after two years from separation if it's a de facto. But bear in mind uh, that the court can um, give you leave to file out of time. So you're not completely in the clear, mm. even after a year after divorce or even after two years from de facto. But if you're the one who needs to get a property settlement, don't count on being able to get permission out of time. You may not. Yeah. Uh, so you get in in time. And one of the things the court looks at if they are going to grant leave out of time is the conduct of the parties. What's your excuse for being late, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. so it's the only way really to draw that line underneath is with a, a bind, uh, well, formally binding, but now called a financial agreement or consent orders or an order of the court. Okay. And once that's in, then you're safe unless, unless there's crazy been happens. fraud. Yeah. Unless there's yeah. been fraud or non disclosure. So if later on you find mm. um, that they didn't list it in their, in their assets, but they actually owned a house up the coast or, mm. you know, something significant. Uh, that they sort of trot out after separation. And they go, ha, ha, ha I've ha. got this. Then I you can it take you. it back to court and go, can you set those <laughs> orders aside? Because yeah. there was fraud and non disclosure. And his pants are on fire. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're on a look. <laughs> okay, that's great. That's great. Mm. I, I look, I, I think this is a very practical episode, Mum, where yep. people can literally take their case into their own hands and get to the nitty gritty of figuring out what the property pool is and hopefully um, negotiating without having to go to court through yep, mediation that's what it's all or about. through letters. Yeah, yep, that's what yep. we're all about. Yeah. So thank you, Mum, for downloading your brain. Uh, <sighs> we will put the links to those things in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And, of course, if you're interested, we will be doing a webinar in January yes, uh, on how to do Christmas. your own divorce. So if you're interested, you can subscribe to that and be one of the people we've only got 50 seats in each webinar so (laughs) make sure you get in quick reserve your seat and then Mm. we'll remind you about it in january and and it's not just the actual divorce getting a divorce it's also Mm. sorting out property and kids isn't it or everything to do with separation whole kit and caboodle it's It's for people who want to try and do it themselves or people who have got a lawyer but really want to understand so that webinar will be coming up in january if you would like to rate review and subscribe please do so that this can go out and help more people just like you and thank you again mum for downloading your brain for us we love you very much oh thank you laura (laughs) so many people and i I want you guys to understand mum is so insanely busy at the moment i had to pin her down and tie her to a chair basically to get these episodes (laughs) out recently because it is becoming the crazy part of the year and and things ramp up and people freak out and so i really appreciate it mum i know that you've been in court and trials and goodness knows what's for the last couple of weeks but and we're going to an award thing for you in a couple of weeks oh, we are. Where, where you've got your uh, was it family accredited specialist 25 years as an accredited family law specialist and you were I, the first lot through <laughs> I, we were the first lot through though so we're uh, when we first went got our um, accreditation judge bell gave us all an umbrella <laughs> With accredited family law specialists on it. Apparently, this time. Do you remember it? (laughs) Yeah, I do. Someone stole it. Um, Wasn't me. (laughs) 
so, but this time I think we're getting a certificate and I'm very happy to go. Well, you uh, can't frame an umbrella, but you can frame a certificate. Well, that's true. <laughs> yes. And you'll be able to see all your old friends there. But I think mum has been working her butt off and, and helping so many people. And by sharing this little bit of time that you could have obviously been making a lot of money on, um, all these people are taking uh, taking something from it and gaining hope and light in the darkness. So thank you, mum. Oh. Thank you, Laura. And to all our listeners, thank you. And make sure you leave us a review so more people can find us. All right. Have a good day, everyone. Bye. Bye. If you found this podcast helpful, we'd love it if you could rate, review, and subscribe. By doing so, you are spreading the word to help someone else just like you. Lynn would like to remind you that this podcast is general advice only, and you should always get legal advice in relation to your particular situation. And remember that the Australian laws may have changed since recording.